Welcome to another session uh, of, on conversations on Africa's development, which is hosted by the African Union Development Agency. Today we are going to be having a very interesting conversation with one of our infrastructure gurus. Um, we hope that you enjoy the show and we hope that the conversation will be, that we'll be having will spark debate around Africa's infrastructure development. With me on the show today is the head of economic integration at the African Union Development Agency. Her name is Dr. Towela Nyerenda Jere. Dr. Towela, welcome to the show and thank you very much for making time to speak to us today. Thank you very much, Millie, and it's a pleasure to be here. Dr. Towela, I think firstly maybe introduce yourself to, to, to our audience. Speak a bit about what you do at the African Union Development Agency. Um, so I head the Economic Integration Division, as you rightly said, um, and within that um, portfolio we manage three various strands of work. The first of those is um, on infrastructure and connectivity, that's looking at regional and cross-border infrastructure development across the continent. Mm -hmm. The second portfolio that we have has to do with markets and trade, um, and looking at issues around how we can stimulate and support um, the development of trade um, and access to markets across the continent. And lastly, we have a portfolio that looks at um, private sector development, um, which broadly focuses on how we can support um, private sector, um, looking at, uh, for instance, from SMEs all the way up to your larger corporates and how they participate and support um, infrastructure development, but also other aspects of socio-economic development as well. Okay, I see. Now, Dr. Chawela, a lot of people say that, you know, we know that uh, infrastructure development is actually the key to unlocking this whole Africa, you know, this vision of this Africa, which is well integrated. But again, infrastructure development remains one of the key challenges. Mm. What do you think needs to be done? There's a lot that um, can and should be done, but I think it's also important to acknowledge that there's a lot that is already um, being done. Mm -hmm. um, I think we, we are well aware of the fact that we have PIDA, which mm -hmm. is the Program for Infrastructure Development in Africa, uh, which, is, which was developed as a successor to other um, mm -hmm. infrastructure action plans that the continent has. So I think there has been a very deliberate and dedicated focus in terms of infrastructure development on the continent. Um, and, and as we look at PIDA and, and the way in which PIDA has been articulated in terms of how PIDA will enable us to um, build um, large-scale cross-border infrastructure that will help to interconnect and, and link um, mm -hmm. the continent and therefore provide that foundation and that base that you mm -hmm. have alluded to, which is um, so relevant and so necessary um, for a lot of Africa's aspirations. So when we talk about trade, mm -hmm. we know that um, a lot of the um, aspirations that we have around trade are very contingent around having very robust infrastructure. Mm -hmm. We talk about access to um, goods and services, um, even public services. So we talk about access to water, access mm -hmm. to energy, um, the free movement of people um, using various modes of transport. All of those um, mm -hmm. have in some way or another um, infrastructure as their foundation. 
Now, mm -hmm. what we know is that um, when you look at the, the scale of financing of infrastructure on the continent, mm -hmm. um, you'll actually be surprised to know that um, governments contribute quite a lot to Africa's infrastructure development. Um, I think it's, 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 it's just a question of scale and, and the size and the needs that the continent has in terms of um, us being able to really um, push infrastructure development to the level where it really becomes um, the um, enabler of, of development that it should be. Now what you will note is that um, some of our challenges have to do with the financing of infrastructure, mm -hmm. um, but that financing is not necessarily um, financing when it comes to actually constructing the infrastructure per se. Okay. I think there's a lot of um, resources, um, financial and otherwise, that are available, uh, but what is really needed is, is the, the aspect of how we get those projects from ideas and concepts and aspirations mm -hmm. to actually being um, structured and prepared. Mm -hmm. and, and that requires quite a, a lot of work in terms of um, how we engage our member states um, mm -hmm. and, and project sponsors, how we, um, you know, because we're dealing with cross-border infrastructure involving mm -hmm. more than one country, you have to then get the various negotiations mm -hmm. in place, the intergovernmental agreements, all those things have to be put in place before we can even start talking about doing feasibility studies okay. and before we can even start talking about packaging projects for investment. Mm -hmm. So a lot of preparatory work has to be done to get the projects ready for okay. them to access financing. And mm -hmm. that sometimes remains a, a big challenge in okay. terms of um, being able to um, access and, and move projects forward. Okay. Um, another issue perhaps that, that um, one could consider a challenge um, has to do with the ability to actually um, attract domestic resources into infrastructure okay. financing. Mm -hmm. So well and good that we, we have international investors and, 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 and other partners that are willing to come and invest on the continent, mm -hmm. but I think that um, African ownership is also very key and very critical okay for us to move um, this infrastructure in the way that we would like to move it. Mm -hmm. So issues around domestic resource mobilization are very key and very critical. Um, and that requires, in some instances, some changes to um, our legal and regulatory environments in terms of how, for mm -hmm. instance, um, pension funds, which are a big source of funding for infrastructure, um, and how they can be allowed to actually invest more significantly in infrastructure per se, but also okay. cross-border infrastructure as an asset class. So you'll see that it's 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 not a it's it's a multifaceted um, issue, um, which is being addressed and dealt with at various levels. Um, but fair to say that we're moving and we're, okay. we're making progress. Well, that's good to hear. But now I want to understand from an AUDA NEPAD perspective. You you spoke about project preparation and the challenge uh, with moving. Uh, you know, from uh, the feasibility studies to actual seeing something being built. Mm -hmm. What is the role that AUDA NEPAD plays in all this? What what do you do to ensure that projects are you know are ready? for implementation. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, the role of AUDN is, is actually very unique in the sense that um, because we have that mandate um, mm -hmm. in terms of um, um, overseeing the implementation of these projects but also um, convening partners and resources mm -hmm. around projects, resource mm -hmm. mobilization, etc. 
um, we're uniquely placed um, okay. to drive the infrastructure agenda along with other aspects of the development agenda. Mm -hmm. When it comes to infrastructure specifically, um, you know, uh, we talked about the value chain of, of, the, of the infrastructure projects and I talked about the specific challenges of project preparation. Mm -hmm. So as AUD and NEPAD, um, we have taken a view that um, that is where we can add quite mm -hmm. a lot of value. Mm -hmm. The reason being that when you start talking about project preparation, those typically are not areas where investors would put their money because mm -hmm. it's, not a, it's, it's not really um, uh, an investment when you put okay. money into project preparation. Okay. So your investors would like to see a project that has already been prepared, mm -hmm. that already has all the, the mm -hmm. numbers um, and the structuring and the financials done, and mm -hmm. they are very sure and very clear about what their investment can yield. Okay. So as AUD and NEPAD, and, and given the fact that we have the mandate to, mm -hmm. to drive and really own Africa's development, um, we have to take a view of um, doing what I call the non-sexy work. Okay. You know, project preparation is not okay. sexy work, so nobody mm -hmm. wants to, to, to do mm -hmm. that. So as AUD and NEPAD, we have that mandate and that responsibility okay. to position ourselves in terms of mm -hmm. how do we help project owners, how do mm -hmm. we help member states to get those projects mm -hmm. to that point where investors are willing mm -hmm. to put money into them. Mm -hmm. and, and the way we've done that is that we have a number of tools and instruments that we use in okay. terms of helping and supporting member states to prepare their projects. Okay. Chief among those um, is the service delivery mechanism yes. um, through okay. which we actually provide um, technical assistance and advisory support mm -hmm. to project owners to get those projects ready for feasibility studies and okay. further funding um, downstream. Okay. Okay, so I've heard a bit about the SDM uh, and I think it's quite a good approach to, to, to ensuring that investors are on board and are comfortable with the, you know, uh, the integrity of the whole process as well. Now, this whole vision of Agenda 2063 is highly dependent on, on infrastructure development. Now, in terms of that, Based on the work so far, do you believe that this vision of Agenda 2063, seeing where our infrastructure development is now, knowing the progress that is, is being made, do you see this vision of Agenda 2063 being a reality? If so, what do you think has been done that's outstanding that will make us get that vision right? Mm. So, very interesting, um, and, and I think you know, getting very personal now, so mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here mm -hmm. if I didn't believe in Africa. Okay. If I didn't believe in Agenda 2063, if okay. I didn't believe in, 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 in AUD and NEPAD even. Okay. Um, and, and, I, and I think that it's very important as Africans that we own our story and, yeah. and own our development. Mm -hmm. And I think Agenda 2063 as big as a, and as scary as that vision might be, mm -hmm. it is our vision. Yeah. It is something that we are aspiring to. I think we've all heard the quotes that say, if your visions don't scare you, mm -hmm. they're not big enough. Thank you. And they're not mm -hmm. worth pursuing. Mm -hmm. So I think I very much um, appreciate and I, and I really value the context that Agenda 2063 sets for okay. all of us in mm -hmm. terms of being very clear and very specific mm -hmm. about 
um, where do we want to go as a continent and what is it going to take for okay. us to get there mm -hmm. and you will note that in agenda 2063 uh, when you look at the goals the aspirations mm -hmm. and, and you look at the targets and the priorities um, infrastructure um, mm -hmm. in, indeed does have a recurring theme if you mm -hmm. across mm -hmm. all the different aspects and we yeah. talked about those mm -hmm. you know whether you're talking about health we mm -hmm. talk about education mm -hmm. whether you're talking about trade um, in all those areas, you will see aspects of infrastructure development that mm -hmm. touch on and mm -hmm. that help to actually bring that um, vision to that life. That vision to life. Yeah. So you believe that I it's a... I strongly believe in it, yes. That's good to hear. Now, um, I want to move to this other uh, initiative that has become, you know, Africa's uh, beacon of hope, okay? So the African continental free trade area. What are your thoughts on it? As an AUDA NEPAD head of economic integration, what role do you actually think AUDA NEPAD will play in the realization of the, the objective of mm -hmm. AFTA? So interestingly, when, when you look at the origins of PETA and you look at the aspirations um, around infrastructure development, mm -hmm. one of the, the key objectives, um, and very specifically at that time, you know, when we were talking about transport and, mm -hmm. and, and, the, and, and the, the, um, the imperative around mm -hmm. developing good transport systems and mm -hmm. transport corridors, part of the uh, objective was to increase intra-African trade. Mm -hmm. um, so very clearly you see the link between infrastructure and the content of free trade area because again infrastructure becomes an enabler and, and, and a means of helping mm -hmm. to achieve some of the aspirations mm -hmm. of the content of free trade area. So we need good transportation systems mm -hmm. um, and, and that cuts across whether we're talking about road or rail, okay. mm -hmm. air, um, by sea, mm -hmm. very important for us to have that um, as a foundational aspect. When you talk about um, trading in, in services, for instance, mm -hmm. then it takes us to the issues around ICT and connectivity mm -hmm. um, uh, through um, telecommunications and other networks. Okay. Again, very important because we will not have e-services if we don't have robust mm -hmm. ICT infrastructure. So again, um, very important and, ve and, 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 and very necessary for mm -hmm. us to actualize the CFTA. Mm -hmm. If I now start talking about having um, you know, good transport systems and mm -hmm. um, having good ICT systems, so that's connectivity, mm -hmm. um, you realize that if I don't have energy, mm -hmm. then none of that also is going to be possible. So I need yeah. energy to mm -hmm. be able to drive industrialization, mm -hmm. which promotes um, trade, mm -hmm. but I need energy to also provide, um, um, you know, my ICT mm -hmm. and, and to manage my, uh, mm -hmm. my use of logistics networks as well. So you'll see that all these different pieces of infrastructure mm -hmm. um, are interconnected and interrelated, mm -hmm. but they serve as supports for the content of free trade. Mm -hmm. From our perspective, what we see is that um, the CFTA provides us a, a very good way of, of making that connection um, between infrastructure and industrialization. Mm -hmm. And so we can actually then start talking about a nexus of infrastructure, industrialization, and trade. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Now, on a personal level, if uh, you had to advise youth that are saying, we've been hearing the same stories, it's been the OAU, the AU, now it's Agenda 2063, it's AFCFTA, and they say, nothing new is happening now if you 
as the as someone who's heading such a crucial uh, uh, program in AUDA Nepal, what would you say to 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 youth about the prospects of infrastructure development in this continent? Um, I think it's exciting, and I think it's exciting on a lot of different levels. I, I think that because you've talked about the specific issue of young people. Um, you know, young people need to see themselves in Africa's development. Okay. You know, they need to see themselves as being a part of it and mm -hmm. not outside of it. Mm -hmm. um, when you see, for instance, all the different innovations that are happening out there, mm -hmm. um, whether it's mm -hmm. in ICTs, whether it's in agriculture, in health, mm -hmm. in education, it's young people that are actually driving these innovations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the question then is, as they as they think through and as they work on these innovations, what mm -hmm. does it then mean in the bigger in the bigger scheme of things? Mm -hmm. And I think perhaps that's where um, the opportunities lie to tap into that potential of our young people, mm -hmm. but to connect them to okay. the broader aspirations to to development to Agenda 2063, for them to see themselves in it. Okay. I think what we see sometimes is that there's a bit of a disconnect in the sense that um, perhaps in our education systems, we are not mainstreaming mm -hmm. these ideas of development. We are okay. not helping young people to see the connections and mm -hmm. to actualize and mm -hmm. to see themselves mm -hmm. in terms of how they fit in the bigger picture. So mm -hmm. my, my take would be that Young people need to continue being curious. Mm -hmm. um, they, they need to continue being innovative, mm -hmm. but they need to continue asking difficult questions mm -hmm. of themselves, but okay. also of their leaders as well. Okay. Now, in closing, Dr. Torel, I know you are hosting the big PIDA Week, the annual PIDA Week. Um, speak to our audience, um, brief them. What is PIDA Week about? Who are you looking forward to hosting there? Uh, just you have an opportunity to address our audience about PIDA Week. Okay, so PIDA Week is a, is a flagship event that we organize um, every mm -hmm. year um, mm -hmm. with the idea of bringing together all our stakeholders that um, mm -hmm. um, are um, participating in Africa's infrastructure development but also mm -hmm. in associated aspects. So we've talked about trade, we've talked mm -hmm. about um, private sector development, um, even health. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the idea really is, is number one, to take stock of mm -hmm. progress. You know, mm -hmm. you've asked about the challenges, the you know, and, and the opportunities of mm -hmm. infrastructure development. So PIDA Week allows us to, to have that time and that space to sort mm -hmm. of take a critical look at what have we managed to achieve? Mm -hmm. Where are we going? Mm -hmm. What will it take? And and, and and where are the successes? So mm -hmm. celebrating success, I think, is also very important. Okay. And it's something that we also try to do through PIDA Week. So we mm -hmm. celebrate the successes that we have achieved, mm -hmm. but we also start looking and, and saying, but, but what else? What next? Okay. What needs to be done? Mm -hmm. And so we convene um, various stakeholders, um, okay. both from the continent as well as from our development partners. Um, and it's really a, a very good time of... Um, sharing knowledge and mm -hmm. experiences in terms okay. of um, infrastructure development, um, but also learning um, and, and, and getting new perspectives um, from those of our partners perhaps um, that are more advanced in terms of um, mm -hmm. infrastructure development um, and really just allowing us to have that space to, to just shine the spotlight on Africa's infrastructure development mm -hmm. um, and continue to look for ways to, to continue pushing forward. Forward, okay. And how do people partake if some of the audience members out there want to partake in PIDA Week, investors, you know, different stakeholders, how do they do it? So they can obviously contact us, and I'm sure okay. you, you will, um, you know, provide that contact information. We're okay. always very open in terms of um, 
um, people that would like to attend just okay. in terms of um, um, uh, listening into the okay. career sessions because mm -hmm. quite a number of sessions over a three to four day period okay. um, but we're also very open to suggestions and ideas from those who would like to address a specific okay. topic or, or have a session um, that that addresses a very specific issue around infrastructure development okay. and they're more than welcome to contact us so that we can actually see how we would collaborate with them okay perfect now in closing dr toela i would want you to remove your uh, expert expert hat okay i want you to remove your auda nepad representative hat and i want to ask you what is the africa that you want as dr toela mm -hmm. nirenda jerry an african what do you want what is the africa that you want in closing very good question uh, and if not a very easy one to answer mm -hmm. but i think that um for me i think it it is um i want an africa that believes in itself okay. i don't want I, you know we, we we constantly i think struggle with this idea of um not really realizing mm -hmm. and understanding the potential that we have okay. you know it takes sometimes people from outside to tell mm -hmm. us what mm -hmm. our potential is and then to exploit that potential mm -hmm. and i think that we we need to to, to step out of that we okay. need to own our continent and we need okay. to own its development okay. um, so for me I need I would like to to leave an Africa behind okay. that believes in itself and 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 okay. that belief then should be what drives us in terms okay. of pursuing our objectives thank you very much dr. Torella uh, it's been great speaking to you and I hope our audience out there have learned a few things from you and we really appreciate the time that you could give us from your very busy schedule transforming this continent. You have heard it all uh, straight from the expert's mouth. She spoke about the fact that Africa needs to believe in itself. She says that she's, I mean, she works for the African Union Development Agency, NEPAD, because she believes in Africa's potential. And she wants youth as well to get up to speed, to understand issues around Africa's development, especially around infrastructure development. So with that said, we would like to thank you for, for listening in, for tuning in, and for being part of this conversation. And we hope to see you again at the next Conversations on Africa's Development. My name is Millicent Kheledi, and I'm also with the African Union Development Agency, NEPAD. Have a great day, and believe in the Agenda 2063 vision of an integrated and peaceful continent. Thank you.